0: Feedback showed TRT clinics in the UK are massively upcharging on medication and delivery whilst providing poor client support. Founder of the Mojo Clinic, Sam Cook, has revolutionized the TRT industry in the UK. Finally, a service where you, the patient, are at the forefront. The Mojo Clinic is transparent with all costs, ensures patient access medications at normal pharmacy prices at the pharmacy they choose, building a community experience with quality support throughout your journey. Check out the Mojo Clinic today to experience the best TRT in the UK, www.themojoclinic.com. I have no clothes on. This is the TRT Community Podcast, where we discuss all things testosterone. What's going on, guys? I'm Brandon, founder of the TRT Community, host of All Things Testosterone. I'm here tonight with
1: Ian. Hey. Hello, Brandon. How are Wear you? Wear your clothes.
0: Yeah. So I strategically started the uh, the video on the Zoom call. I'm going to end it now because you're looking at me naked and it's weird. Um, I just I, I started that inten- intentionally. So from that would, the waist up. Yeah. Well, not really. I'm I'm fully <laughs> naked here. Uh, anyway, I started it the video intentionally but, so that you would ask me because I oof. am podcasting from the rv which is no surprise to anyone that's listened to more than one and a half episodes um you when you texted me at seven forty-five or whatnot and said you know I, I need 30 more minutes uh get the kids to sleep i had already bunkered myself into this acoustic blank these blankets weigh 15 <laughs> pounds a piece i had already bunkered myself in i don't know if you saw the ladder that's um that's acting as the tp pole right in the middle here But um, I bunkered myself in with approximately 30 pounds of acoustic blankets to try to deaden some noise and get the best sound quality possible. So I'm sweating. I've got the heater on. And what's happened is the blankets are draped over the floor heater vent. So when the heater was on, it was pumping that heat right onto my body inside this Mm. approximately 4 by 4 square closet of 30 pound blanket and it's hot
1: sounds like a fire hazard
0: yeah definitely you know the heater's off nobody's burning up now the heater's turned off but it's real hot in here uh we we have the trt community we're a facebook group facebook.com slash group slash trt community we are patients helping patients we can help you walk through your struggles uh, related to TRT, whether you're already on it, you think you may need it, or you just want to do research because you're scared it's going to make you have cancer. We'll walk you through it. We'll talk you through it. We'll hook you up with a doctor if you want. Check out testosteronepodcast.com. Rate and review the damn show. We've got to offset uh, Kempo Engineer that gave us a one rating a while back. And, you know, I just noticed this the other day. Well, I, that, that's a lot. Oh, was this a new one? No, it's not new. It's from the summer. and and I'm lying. I I just noticed it because I notice every rating and review as soon as we get it. But I just (laughs) put two and two together because this guy was like so super uneducated, yada, yada, yada. They have no idea what they're talking about. Most of the show is not even about TRT. Mm -hmm. Kempo Engineer. I'm not going to say any names, Ian. I don't know if I think you were around in the TRT community long enough to remember uh, the uh, first moderator I ever had that uh, spun off to have his own group and uh, became or was always a massive asshole in hiding and just like boots people out anytime they don't agree with his opinion. You know
1: what I'm talking about? Yeah. And I don't remember his name. So it's probably, yeah, it's probably good that good. I, I, it's probably good that I don't remember his name. So we don't, good. I don't accidentally drop it here. Well, I refuse
0: to send any Facebook folks over to, to this guy's group because he's a major dick and um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, a quick Google search, I thought, huh, engineer, I know an engineer that's an asshole. Googled him, <laughs> Googled that name, came up, figured out who it was. Anyway, so do the work if you want to, you can find out who it is, but, um, It matched up. <laughs> yeah, total jerk. I mean, nobody has anything nice to, well, some people will say nice things about his knowledge because he's, he's pretty knowledgeable, but he's one of those super arrogant, cocky guys that, you know, thrives yeah. on the fact that he's, he's got a brain, um, and looks half decent with his shirt off. So. Other than that, I'm pretty sure that he's uh, on the spectrum of autism because he's just a major <laughs> social dick. Oh my God. Yeah. So uh, I, I need to go on record saying this: um, There's this war going on with HCG. We're going to end up losing HCG, at least readily available HCG, if we don't pay attention to this. And unfortunately, nobody gives a damn. They just don't care. And I was kind of hoping that you might be able to give some insight. Do you, like, I don't know if it's just because they feel disconnected. They don't feel like it's a real threat or it hasn't become real enough yet. But what do you think? Do you,
1: nobody- yeah, it hasn't. And, and li- after listening to the podcast last week, it's one of those things, and I struggle with this a lot, where maybe you feel like, you, you know, maybe someone like me or, someone that's a TRT patient, maybe feel like you're just, it's an all powerful sort of governmental body. And like, what, what is one voice? What is my voice going to have? How is that going to sway their opinion? So why take, why use that energy uh, to, to write my, whatever, whatever, uh, you know, I, 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 I don't recall exactly what, what his recommendations were. Write, write your congressman. Yeah, uh, yeah. Write, write the FDA. I don't know, but it it feels like that kind of thing. You could spend a, a few hours on writing them, or uh, some in some way or fashion or form, and then it just goes into a, a black void. And yeah. that that's at least from my perspective. Yeah. How, how I like how I would approach that kind of thinking. It's like, well, it seems like they've already made up their mind you know in like my 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 whole thing is like why are we even here in, here in the first place um and from listening to that it, it sounds like it is going down that road like we're gonna lose it uh, it's gonna become incredibly difficult to, to get a hold of and it sounds like minds are already made up and it, that's just my perception i don't so, know if that if If others share that
0: yeah and you know I think that that doesn't need to be the mindset of somebody that's optimized on testosterone you know and I agree with you I feel the same way sometimes and they've definitely got this their minds made up and and for the record Scott Brenner's recommendation was to write to your congressman but at (laughs) compounding.com they have it set up to where you type in your zip code it pulls up your congressman it pulls up a template (laughs) all you do is hit send essentially you know it's gonna take oh nice 40 seconds tops and it, it really matters and I, I do think that that kind of thing can make a difference because there are so many of us it's it, you know it, it we can't look at it like it's one voice because even in just our facebook group alone there's 25 26,000 people that's right. substantial so i feel like we've got this platform and i just need to do everything i can do to make it perfectly clear that that it is going to go to congress eventually more than likely and yeah. that they they are going to do what's what their constituents constituents want them to do and and that's us and we've got a lot of us and we you know I would rather band together now and take 40 seconds to send an email than um not and then pay four five six times the price for hCG and have to get the prescription filled every three or four weeks instead of two or three times a right. year. Right.
1: Yeah and we're we're nationwide so if there's enough guys yeah that that the start to spread the uh, congressmen start to talk I, I don't know maybe there's maybe there is some impact that the group the group could have if we could get a quarter or half of the group yeah uh, maybe that's ambitious but if it's as easy as going to a website clicking out a, a template and filling that out and clicking send then it goes off to my current that's awesome yeah i don't even think we
0: have to fill out the template i think it's already okay filled i think you just click the button and go Anyway, I, I, don't, I don't think that people are, are caring much. And, and the reason I'm saying this is because the, the download numbers were a little lower on any of these recent HCG FDA attack episodes than they yeah. are on a general, hey, let's talk about making gains type episode. So I'm just assuming that there's not much action, be, action being taken because there's not many people or not that there's not many. There are less people listening than when we talk about something else. So right. that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about other stuff. Screw HCG. Right. We're not talking about that. I uh, I started a family podcast recently. I think you've listened to an episode or two. That's been so much fun.
1: I have I have listened to it. It is. It's a lot of fun to listen to. <laughs> Hilarious, entertaining. Yeah, this is a great. Great opportunity for cross promotion here. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, so I, I would say I would say check it out. The first two episodes. The second episode, I thought was really it oh you know just personally between you and i we have been friends for 10 or 15 years or whatever now and there's things i learned about you that i i never knew like and i consider us to be pretty good friends can you think of an example i'm curious are you are you just um, plugging the show no no uh i can give you an example uh let me think um when you talked about just i guess through some, the, the hard stuff, like the physical abuse stuff that you, you dealt with as a child, um, and maybe there, you know, uh, and how with your kids and your, you know, your new blended family and and those uh, kids that, that are all your kids now, um, how you don't want my views on physical punishments. Yeah, 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 physical punishment, spanking, and things like that. Yeah, yeah. that they, are a hot topic, but and you don't want to you don't want to show that's how to react to yeah uh, a, a adverse situation. Yeah, I don't want anyone
0: on this planet to obey me or fear me because of right f- uh, fear of physical violence. And and to get less specific, I don't believe that any sort of reprimandation. Uh, is that a word, reprimandation, Reprimand? Sure, yeah,
1: yeah. Re- Reprimand.
0: So I, I don't think that any sort of that should be done out of anger. And I think that's, that all too often the right. physical is done out of anger. Anyway, the podcast is called Blended and Shook. It's about a blended family being divorced and remarried in your 30s, adding uh, someone else's children to become your own children and how you navigate <laughs> those things ins and outs. The next episode that comes out this week, Ian, is going to be called jumping into parenting a 15 year old daughter and it is yeah
1: it's pretty cool and so we're clear that the shook part is just after you're married and you you've blended this family and you're just like you you're shook at the responsibility you now have yeah well and it's the the
0: play on bar (laughs) words you know blended and shook you know not stirred that kind of thing ah yeah okay okay but I do appreciate. I, I, like I noticed it. Casey, uh, Casey okay. Schlichting commented on one of our Facebook posts, or yeah, page posts, and I appreciate the cross love that some of you guys are showing, spilling over. I don't feel, I don't feel the pressure. You know, doing this, I feel a lot of pressure. A lot of people listen to us. We've got the big Facebook community. People contact me, and I, I feel there's a lot of pressure doing this. But doing that one, um, I'm able to take my shirt off, let my hair down and, and just kind of quite literally hang out with my wife and talk about random, random stuff. So, and it, it, it's easier in a sense. I don't have to prepare as much because it's just life, you know, it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. It's just kind of, we've peeled back the curtain of, uh, a Sunday afternoon at your house or something like that, you know, like just popping in on a dinner, a dinner conversation without your kids there. But
0: yeah. We've got this episode coming up soon. That's I think it's called Church Hunting and Homewreckers. And um, oh, yeah, there's uh, there's Intrigued. a story in there that I'll I'll let you in behind the curtain. There's this fellow. So uh, let me set it up. I guess my my wife has lived in our town for the last nine or so, nine or ten years. So she's pretty well established. You know, all the kids started school here. Mm -hmm. Um, At least for the most part, you know, they've grown up here. All their friends are here. She's visited various churches here, um, been members, that kind of thing. So she's dated here, you know, which poses a different kind of thing. So, you know, when we're looking for anything, a church in this example, um, you know, we, we don't want to go to this church because she dated the pastor's son or, you know, whatever. That's just a, it's a made up example, but you get what I'm saying. There's, there's memories associated with a lot of places in this town. One of those memories is this church that she would really like to be a member of. Um, but there was this married fellow that, uh, essentially they, she thought that they were becoming friends like her, her and her boyfriend at the time and him and his wife. But it turns out this guy was like literally just saying, no, me and you need to hang out. That kind of deal. And she shut him down a few times, you know, to the point to where she had to say, hey, back the fuck off. And, uh, yeah, yeah, long story short, um, he ended up divorced and we went to this church. He's got a girlfriend now, but we went to this church um, a month, month and a half ago. And I was parking the car. She was checking the kids in for Sunday school and who was right next to her in Sunday school check in line, this guy. So he didn't say a Uh, single word. He didn't acknowledge her presence. He didn't look in her direction. I walked in the door and she's like, come here, come here, come here. And he's walking out the door. I guess it was like a parent swap drop off at church kind of deal where he dropped and left. And she was like, that's the guy that I was telling you about when we were dating that, you know, was coming on to me and he was married and I had to tell him to get, you know, to leave me alone and be pretty forceful about it. And, um, 45 seconds later, not, I mean, we had just walked into the sanctuary and taken our seat. He sent her a Facebook friend request after they had had been Facebook friends and she had deleted him, unfriended him, sent her a Facebook friend request. So, um, you know, being the baller that I am, uh, you know, she showed me so that's, you know, it's been about 47 seconds since he sent this request. I immediately (laughs) found him and sent him a request from my account. So he accepted that a few hours later and, thought about it for about a day and then I ended up sending him a message that, you know, went something like, um, Hey man, I know you didn't respect your marriage when you were married, but you will respect mine. Kayla's married. She's not interested. She wasn't interested. Then she told you that she's not interested now. I don't expect,
1: I don't expect any,
0: (laughs) any further contact from you. You know, she's not, she's not one to talk. And, uh, you know, I, I'm a big burly guy, so I don't tend to, yeah tell people to be quiet in movie theaters often because in my brain the way it works they're always going to escalate it and i'm not i'm not the kind of guy that wants to say hey shut your fucking mouth and then as soon as they stand up and throw their hands up what am i going to do then sit back down i'm not looking to fight you know i don't i don't want to use my stature to intimidate people so i i don't i don't ask people to be quiet in movie theaters often so in this case i was ready to fight for it but i wasn't in a fighting mood when I I was in a good headspace and it was a very calm, decent message (laughs) that I sent, but I was ready for him to say, screw you. So he came back and said, so sorry, didn't mean to cause any issues. You won't hear from me again. And I'm like, huh, cool. Anyway, so stuff like that, you know, things that, that, uh, that make living in this town that, 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 my family has lived in for a while difficult and now, wow, a little
1: brush pack, brushback pitch on the inside there. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, you, he, you don't think about those kinds of things. Right. That is insane and incredibly weird, yeah. <laughs> incredibly awkward for that guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm surprised he accepted my friend request, especially after just seeing her name was the same as last name was the same as mine. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. anyway. What are we talking about today? We are talking about weight training, lifting weights, making gains, swole, getting swole, Ian. And this is why we're talking about it because how many times have you seen somebody ask, does TRT change the way you work out? What's the best workout for what's the best workout after starting TRT? You seen that a time or two?
1: I have seen it a time
0: or a hundred. Yeah. And you know, I always hate to be like bothered by by posts but it drives me crazy i don't understand what the logic is that makes people think that there would be a best workout for someone on trt i'm not an expert but i asked a couple of experts so i'm going to get to their answers uh you know you know billy right billy builds fitness on instagram
1: billy ryan billy ryan is that his? Yeah. yeah okay
0: yeah, uh, so it, it's uh, Billy Builds Fitness on Instagram. Reach out to him if, you, if you're interested in, in learning more about what he can do to help. But basically, I just said, hey, Billy, you know, podcasting in a few hours, is there any way you could, you know, write, write a few notes? This is the question that we see all the time. And he's like, yeah, I know all about the question you're talking about. So he basically just explained that uh, TRT improves recovery and muscle protein synthesis rates, which I don't think most of us don't. I think most of us do know that. So essentially, what that means is that you can train longer and harder and still recover faster if testosterone levels are in your upper normal limits. If they're in the supra-physiological limits, then you can increase volume, intensity, and frequency, and and all that even further. But basically what he's saying is the higher your testosterone levels are, the faster you're going to recover, the harder you can work out. So I kind of look at it like if you have normal testosterone levels, you can work out at a five and you can recover at a five. If you have um, higher testosterone levels, you can work out at a 10 and you can still recover at a five. Maybe if you have super physiological later levels, you can work out at a 12 and you can recover at a five or a four. You know what I mean? So it's like a sliding scale there. And your balls will be small. So tiny. So he did go on to say that this assumes that you have good sleep, diet and stress management. Otherwise, he would just keep your workout the same. If you're starting TRT, if you're not sleeping well, if you're not eating well, then he's just going to keep you the same, and you're going to see benefits because you're on TRT. But you're not quite ready to uh, to get to the the level twelve.
1: So he is someone that writes that will write a workout for you, yeah. Or guy, guys that are on TRT. I mean, probably an awesome resource for that kind of thing if you really wanted. If you're dialed in, yeah. And you're, yeah, you're needing and a program. That's I don't, awesome.
0: I don't think he would mind me saying this. You know, he posts publicly about it. He's not, he's not one of the guys that's just like got a little six pack or a four pack, and and you know, he writes programs for people. Billy's a bodybuilder, and he's he's legit, and he's abused he's, anabolic. Yeah, in he's jacked. Yeah, yeah
1: I've, I've he's very yeah. I've seen pictures.
0: He's, yeah, he's he's jacked. He's a pro. Um, so you know, I trust um him with stuff like this, and so. The other person that I could think of that is not only a medical practitioner but also has a body like Billy is Sean Fitzgerald of Matrix Hormones. So right. um, I asked him the same thing, and he gave me uh, much more science. So I'll read some of this. He says, uh, testosterone is commonly associated with uh, as a male hormone. It's more dominant in men than women, but women still need some of it too. Testosterone is what helps increase motivation and drive. It improves spatial cognition as well as has been associated with improvements in depression uh, in men. So right off the bat, I was like, oh, spatial cognition, that's a really interesting term. Um, You know, I can use context clues, but I wanted to dig further. So basically um, what he's saying, the spatial cognition is the cognitive uh, physiology on how people acquire and use the knowledge about their environment to determine where they are, how to obtain resources, and how to find their Mm -hmm. way home, even more specific. So I kind of thought that was a little Jason Borney, you know, it's uh, the, yeah. the his abilities to like count the people, you know, wearing blue shirts that might pose a threat in any given room, that kind of deal. He says one interest in testosterone is its effect on muscle tissue, which is why we, uh, why when scientists discovered its effects on muscle tissue, they began experimenting with the manipulating with, with, and, sorry, they began experimenting and manipulating testosterone molecule to invent new forms which are commonly knows, known as anabolic steroids. They were designed for medical use in wasting illnesses and disease situations. So I think what he's talking about there is like muscular dystrophy patients where their their muscles are wasting away, they would use anabolics to slow that down a little bit. I see. So, so yeah. he's he's touching on the fact that duh obviously testosterone is going to help you grow more muscle. He goes on with some more science and and rat castration and stuff like that. And essentially, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All that, right. Research studies. Basically, he says in a nutshell, testosterone's effect on muscle stimulation, growth regulation, and protein synthesis still warrants further investigation and study, since some of the mechanisms, um, uh, some of the mechanism mechanisms it has on gene transcription is not yet fully understood. agreed upon in the medical medical community man these words are so far away from me because of this tent that i'm in and they're so tiny i'm having trouble here but it's agreed upon in the medical community that testosterone (laughs) has significant impact on the ability to stimulate muscle growth so uh that's a real broad answer and i know um i'm guessing it's because he's a medical practitioner he doesn't want to get like super bro sciency and bodybuildery but I'm going to have him on the show and we're going to break that down and I'm going to make him get bodybuildery because I know that the answer that a lot of these guys want to have is, um, is more of that gain side and less of the research. Yeah.
1: Side. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, he, he definitely has his, his medical, uh, you know, provider practitioner hat on there yeah, for yeah. sure. And I get, I, I totally get where he's coming from, from that perspective. Yep. Yeah. So we'll have him on soon.
0: In fact, you know, I, I didn't make it super clear when I reached out to him last minute and I think he was ready to jump on tonight and, and oh. chat with us. And I was like, "Whoa, you are so sorry. I'm not I'm not prepared to do that tonight, but I would love to talk to you in the future. So um, we're going to talk with him. And he's very cool. He's um, he's kind of I guess he's like the second in command as far as the medical guys are at, over at Matrix. So he sees a lot of patients in the TRT community.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I, I wonder how many they. Yeah, I wonder how many they're seeing nowadays because it's, it's all that's. In fact, today I was looking at somebody and it's like, it's like does anybody have a good contact for a place in Florida or something yeah, like that? It's like, that. and then you just go in there and it's like Matrix, Matrix, it's <laughs> yeah, you know, crazy. It's popping, and then Kenny, you know, Kenny drops his his information in there. So, how's the um, uh, medical billing going? The medical billing, yeah. well. I got a, you know, I, <laughs> I filed a complaint with the Texas Medical Board. Uh, however, so when you do that, there I called them and their process. They told they pointed me back to their website. Said our process for complaints filing is is all online. Uh, so you fill out this form. Fill out. There's a box to fill out to describe your situation, and then there's a box to check. It says, "Do you have any additional information to provide?" supplemental uh, evidence, basically. Uh, So I checked that box. I got a confirmation email uh, a week ago, a little over a week ago, on the 16th. So today, so a week later, February 23rd. So I got it in the mail today, but this was dated February 23rd. It says, uh, dear Mr. Ivan, a thorough review. (laughs) No, it does not. No, it doesn't. (laughs) You A thorough go. review of this matter has now been completed. An investigation was not filed because the initial review provided for in some statute number does not indicate that the actions referenced in your complaint fall below the acceptable standard of medical care. Specifically, based on the information available to the board, there's no violation of the act and no further action will be taken. This complaint is not deemed jurisdictional or has been deemed jurisdictional, not filed, no further action will be taken. So they're not they're not even they're
0: not saying you're right or they're right. They're just saying, hey, this is not a big enough deal to involve us.
1: There's nothing here is what they're saying. However, I was not given the opportunity to provide any supplemental evidence to support my case. Yeah. So there is, you know, of course there's an appeal process if you wanna appeal to dismiss the complaint. The decision to dismiss the complaint, blah, blah, blah. And so I may, I may, I may run, go down that road because I wasn't given the opportunity to provide the evidence that I have that Bruce, I'm right. And I was overcharged and uh, unfairly, unfairly billed. So, yeah. and uh, I just, to- I'm still waiting to hear from my insurance as well. They, they determined that something is, something is there a miss but they haven't gotten back to me yeah something is a mess yeah
0: but and what's the what's the financial the monetary difference that we're talking about here
1: oh honestly don't know because um it is probably honestly it's probably it might be like 150 bucks okay but I'm a big principal guy, yeah, Brandon. Yeah. I don't know if you know this about yeah, me.
0: Yeah, I was just setting that up so that people could could have an understanding that we're not talking about tens of thousands of dollars. But no, if you get, no, no. You get Ian pissed off about 150 because of principal. He's not stopping. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be deleted <laughs> off his spreadsheet for the rest of your life. And then he's right. going to send a, a mass text to let us know once you've gone out of business. Rest in peace, uh, Pizza by Marco.
1: <laughs> Firecrust Pizza. <laughs>
0: Uh, so I've got another, uh, actually I'm going to pause. So here, here's what's happening right now. Uh, you mentioned me being sick. I am sick. I stuck. Uh, so our city sent us COVID tests for per household. And I stuck one of those, uh, swabs up my nose a couple nights ago, just because we had them and we weren't using them. And I thought I've been sick for a couple of days. Let's see what's going on. Uh, I don't have COVID. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, probably just some sort of sinus infection from whenever, anytime it drops into the, you know, teens or 20s from being 70 the day before. Yeah, the weather changing has a huge factor. Yeah, Yeah. so um, I took um, some DayQuil earlier today, and then uh, later I took a couple of the um, Alka-Seltzer sinus relief, whatever, Mm-hmm. But we were out and about, and I didn't have a drink. And they're, you know, that you drop them in, and they're effervescent, and they dissolve. <laughs> so I didn't have a drink. So I just popped them in my mouth and no. did my best no. to, to chew them up and and not slobber and let them bubble out of my mouth. And and it was gross and it sucked. But I thought, you know, I got to get something for my headache. And um, I swear, it's man. Like s-
1: that's like slamming your pre-workout dry.
0: Yeah, and and so I I feel like I've been on cocaine for the last three and a half hours. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, I'm assuming that it's uh, an amphetamine of some sort, you know. And it's, yeah. I'm super hyped. I can talk really fast, and I'm just like <laughs> blowing through these the show notes he's, here.
1: He's <laughs> naked and I'm, tweaking,
0: I'm sweating and tweaking, naked in my camper, surrounded by all these blankets. So. <laughs> hearing noises talk about another hot button issue uh trt causing cancer this is something that yeah this is something that i've never touched on before and something that i've been asked a million times and i've seen uh, a bunch of guys come in the group and say i had prostate cancer my my uh, doctor says that uh, testosterone is not for me or I have a history of this and my doctor says that it'll it'll make it come back and grow so I wanted to touch on it and and go into a little bit of the research behind it so that that idea that um, testosterone causes cancer or um, you know prostate cancer specifically or that it you can't TRT if you've had cancer comes from a study that was done in the 1940s and it mm. indicated that as men's testosterone levels dropped with age prostate cancer stopped growing so I get I get what they're saying there your, your testosterone goes down your prostate your existing prostate cancer slows down its rate of growth so it must be the testosterone that has something to do with it yada yada right but I've got a couple of Three actually studies that were done, you know, post nineteen forty. That
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was about to ask: Do we have something uh, in the last twenty years? <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, never in my life have I seen this such century. a strong uh, medical opinion that was done on a study. You know, usually it would be like two thousand four, but nineteen forties? Come on. Right. Um, So uh, Healthline, and I'm going to drop links to all these in the show notes, but in 2016, this study shows there's no relationship between testosterone levels and prostate cancer, and that lower testosterone levels actually promote higher risk of prostate cancer. There's another one, uh, a Moffitt study. That I'll drop a link to as well. It says results of recent studies, testosterone treatment does not increase a man's risk of developing prostate cancer. In fact, new research suggests that this treatment may actually reduce the risk of aggressive prostate cancer. And then a third, and then a third study says after a large number of mostly retrospective studies, there remains no clear association with higher endogenous testosterone in the development or severity of the PRCA. Uh, prostate cancer to that uh to the contrary there are several studies associating lower testosterone levels with increased prostate cancer severity so three Mm. 20th century study 21st century studies yeah. yeah are indicating the opposites shocking of a 1940s study which is you know there are quite a few doctors that are still hanging on to that um that 1940s information and they're saying you know when i was in medical school in the 70s or 80s this is what we learned, right? Testosterone is unknown cuz that, you know, when you when you think of it like that, a doctor how old would a doctor have to be? What are the doctors ages are practicing right, right now? Yeah. yeah, so if if you're in medical school in the 70s, that means you or in the 80s, let's say 1980, then you were born in, you know, 1958. You're what 60, 65 years old. That's definitely doable, right?
1: Yeah, that's that's basically where my father-in-law is. He's yeah. practicing and so he he was in a medical school in the 80s so and yeah. and so even
0: further it's totally understandable that somebody in the med- in medical school in 1980 is using a 1940s study but that seems so much further removed now you know we're 40 years past that 40 years past so right yeah so it's now 80 years yeah
1: yeah it's just crazy that's fascinating i wonder if and this is just you know uh the shot in the dark, no medical expertise here to be found in this and from this guy, but, uh, is it, is it something just to do with like the, the course of treatment for prostate cancer? Like, you know, these, uh, chemo radiation, those kinds of things. They just, they just want to eliminate variables and that's why they don't want their patients to be on. I don't, uh, that's just a, no, no, I pulling think... thoughts out of the sky. Like, I don't, I don't really
0: know. I think it's clear what the doctor's mindset is, uh, is that when, once you have cancer, the testosterone is going to make it come back and grow faster.
1: Because of the, like the anabolic nature of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yep. So that's what the studies in the, in the forties were indicating is that, you know, well, because when your testosterone levels go down, your prostate cancer stops growing, the, uh, opposite must be true if they go up it's going to grow faster
1: i'd like to ask yeah i'd like to ask sean about that too that's something that's something we can ask sean about yeah, too, because i'm that, that's interesting yep
0: yep but uh, you know guys say it all the time and it's like no a progressive doctor that has studied us re, any research that's come out in the last 20 or 30 years is going to say oh you've had your prostate removed trt is exactly what you need and and not, right. oh, you've had your prostate removed, no TRT for you.
1: And that's that's why this group exists is that to those outdated mindsets, like just to to find the right the right kinds of treatment, like matrix, yep, yep, guys that will take care, yeah, yeah yep, get taken care of that need it. Thank you for listening to the TRT
0: Community Podcast. You can find us online at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash TRT community.